0: Hey, Bryce, So, how was your day?
1: Whoa! I just slid through the door. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm. Uh, I'm here to talk about our our favorite topical, you know, pop culture references that everybody loves back home. Uh-huh. Watching uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. Uh, do you like reboot?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love reboot. Are you kidding? What I about like Beast Wars, baby? I like. Uh, excuse me. I was talking about reboot.
2: Who's doing this to you? Who's doing this to you? Who's doing this what to you, this? Kyle? What is this? What is Gee. this? What is this? Do- who's doing this to you, Kyle? I feel
0: like I've done it to myself. Excuse me. Excuse Show me. Excuse me. On the doll. Don't listen to the voice from the very
1: common Show radio me. that we all have in the 90s. Uh, what about Beast Wars?
0: Do you like Beast got- Wars? Me, One Kyle. sec, my pager's going off. It says, well, it says to call a number because I don't really remember how pagers worked. Also, I'm a drug dealer. It's true.
2: Who's paging you, Kyle? Who's paging you? This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero this is Coming bucket. Welcome to the show. It's the show. It's your show. It's the show. It's the show I mean, that it's we your call. Show, it's our show. It's everyone's show. It's
0: the Muppet Show. They're all here: Lou Zealand, Uncle Deadly, everyone's favorite Muppets. Me.
2: Uncle Deadly.
0: <laughs> He's Uncle Deadly. He's like the kind of drag anyone.
2: Oh, is that oh I name? love him. Is that his name? That's his name. Oh.
0: Yeah. There he hangs go. out with uh, the Green Goblin. I love him. Yeah.
2: News. <laughs> yeah. News. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm Merck. This is Bry. This is Kyle. Let's go to the news. What up? Bry? with his famous catchphrase, what up? Current <laughs> <laughs> Zero News Flash. So Sandman has been – they've been talking about doing stuff like a movie or a TV series for for Sandman for years and years. And finally, I guess it is happening. Yeah. At Netflix, Uh, there's an 11-episode season. I don't know if it's like a – just I'm assuming it will be continuing. Um, And they announced finally the first bit of casting. And I'll be honest, until I actually did a little bit of research for this, I saw this poster the other day, and I looked, and I was like, okay, I recognize a few of these. I don't recognize everybody, but then I did no, a, I, yeah. I
0: recognize far less than a few.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the main uh, for playing Dream was Tom Sturridge, and I was like, not really sure, especially from the picture. I'm like, don't know who that is. But then I looked him up on IMDb. I looked everybody up on IMDb. One of my favorite movies is Pirate Radio. I love that movie. Oh yeah, he's oh the boat that rocked. <laughs> he's he's the young kid in Pirate Radio, Carl. And yes. I'm like, oh my god, that's a great movie. I love that movie, super good. And I was like, holy, shit, Carl is Sandman, which from that character yeah. doesn't make sense, but at the same time, yeah, that that actor could totally pull it off. Good. Uh, so, totally.
1: You see, the picture they used is like, oh, it looks like Dreams. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. It's, he's got the look, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's got the range. He's a British trained actor. I'm sure he's good. Yeah. Whatever. Like
2: looking up all the stuff he's done, He's he's got a, a full slate of stuff behind him that he's done. So, uh, yeah. all over the place.
0: That's um,
2: important. Gwendolyn Christie. You know Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> you might not know her name. She's playing Lucifer. That's Brienne of Tarth. Uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. From I don't know. She was in uh, Star Captain Wars. Phasma. Oh, Phasma Captain Phasma. Fa- okay, Wars. see that and, one. I know. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I
1: know. Yeah, she's very tall, and uh, she's great. She's a good actress. She's
0: very solid. Oh yeah, she's very tall, and uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> Big uh, Resident Evil uh, Eight vibes, huh? <laughs> I love that tall witch. That's very tropical. <laughs> oh,
1: very tall witch.
2: <laughs> There's been a lot of talk uh, online about whether uh what's his name from the Lucifer show was gonna step into that role. And Neil Neo, yeah, Neo Gaiman even went up and was like, Yeah, these don't cross over. This is not the same sort of thing. These are different like it's that's the
1: Lucifer show was never Vertigo Lucifer no, at no, all. No. And you can enjoy it for what it is. Like that guy is very charming it's, oh, and it's a, plays it's the a role great series. very well. Yeah, I like it, but oh, he plays the role great, but it's like not the same. thing. No, no, it has like a, it's a it's and you know it's it's a it's the CW version because he crossed over with those shows. You could
2: tie it into that universe,
1: and then this is a different Vertigo universe. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: um, also from Game of Thrones, who played uh, Tywin Lannister um, is Charles Ooh. Charles Dance. As Roderick uh, Burgess, who if you haven't picked up and like you might not, if you're not familiar with Sandman much at all, he does them in like story arcs. The original series was done like up to whatever, issue 75 or something. Um, Right. There's like, I don't know, seven or eight story arcs. They're actually, it looks like they're doing it straight from the start of that. Where Sandman. That's cool. Where Dream has been caught uh, and imprisoned. By a, a a mortal magician wizard, uh, who is this Ruderick Burgess, uh, played by Charles Dance, who's captured him and then he escapes. Finally, he'd, he'd been in prison literally for decades. Then he yeah, escapes right. and he has to track down his his tools, like to uh, his his helm, um, his this, mask, the, yeah, and his yeah, 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 like the dream stone, and then go back to the the dreaming realm. Um, so it looks like they're doing that that story. Um,
1: that's awesome. Yeah. And again, that's uh, that's exactly where you, like, the fact that they're yeah. being that literally, yeah. go this go is right the start. Yeah, right the
2: start and go there. <sighs> yeah. And that opens I'm up, you can that. do that entire story arc. Because really, he ended up building one huge story arc out of that. So you could just do the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Vivian, uh, pardon me, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Akmapong. Uh, is playing Lucian. Who? I think uh, a, a Chiampong. Is that Chiampong? Yeah, 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 I, I, also... I totally said that wrong.
1: Yeah, Chi- a Pong, I think um, I could be wrong.
2: She is playing Lucian, who is the the librarian in in the dreaming.
1: Of the dreaming, yeah. yeah. In the dreaming, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Um, Boyd Hallbrook cool. is playing the Corinthian, which makes me so excited that they're going to have the Corinthian because <laughs> the Corinthian was an escaped nightmare uh, that like fled the dreaming. And he was just so <laughs> cool. He became a serial killer and there's a whole storyline based around it. It's awesome.
1: Um, that that's a good, that's a good, like big bad of a season. Oh, kinda, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah, Working for sure. And for sure.
2: Um, they have Cain and Abel who were like mainstays in that whole universe. Uh, Sim Chaudhry as Abel and Sajiv Basker as Cain. Um, Yep. Sajib Basker was actually in Good Omens. He it looks like he had a bit part in that, um, and As- oh. Asim Chaudhry was in uh, Wonder Woman '84. Had a part in that too. A bit part, I think. A bit, a bit I part. think it was a. Bit, it was like a coworker of somebody's that was just popped in. Yeah, Good Omens f- ruled. <laughs> I was not a big fan of it. I love. I liked it. I love that book, ah. but I couldn't get into the. Bry is going to hate me for this, but I don't like David Tennant that much. That'll be it right there. <laughs> if you like David Tennant, yeah. if you
1: like David Tennant, you're on board. And I love David Tennant because he's the doctor. Yeah. And I love Michael Sheen. And those two are clearly work. You know, they enjoy playing off of each other. And it was uh, I had a great time. But it's not for everybody. I can understand that.
2: Um, What did pop out after the original cast announcement? Um, somebody was talking about, I think it came off of the whole, uh, the, the other dude playing Lucifer. Is he going to like play that Lucifer or not? And then right. while well, Constantine kind of figures into this, this storyline, are we going to have Constantine? Is it going to be, that's true. what's his name from the Constantine show? M- um, Matt Ryan. Exactly. Um, are we going to have him? And, Let him have it. And apparently... <laughs> Um, Neil Gaiman responded, well, we haven't announced the Constantine casting yet. So, that's a pretty big hint that Constantine Mm -hmm. will be in it, but... It's Keanu Reeves! Yeah. He's back! I love that movie. I don't know. You can say what you want about (laughs) it.
0: I really enjoy it. I, I love it for someone who's never read a
2: Constantine
0: book.
1: Yeah, I... I, I have a weird thing, like he's not bad in it. The movie itself is actually like I like the movie a lot. It's well done, yeah. I don't like I don't I don't like American Constantine, that's a problem, mm. but also the perfect way to offset that is it's Keanu Reeves, who doesn't love that guy. And Everyone he's not it. American. Get out
2: of here. He's
0: Canadian. That's, that's right. True. He's which, Winnipeg is pretty much which is pretty much British. Commonwealth <laughs> baby. Winnipeg
2: is pretty much British. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I got for that. <laughs> Moving, Moving on. That yeah, went yeah, that oh, sorry. A while. sorry. That's sorry. okay. There was a lot of stuff there. Oh!
1: But but uh, what what other big news could there be in the world of mm-hmm. comic books? I'll let you take that one. Being represented in cinema! In cinema! <laughs> <The> f- <laughs> Are you having a seizure? <laughs> yes! Yes, I am, because we're talking about best. the Snyder Cut. Yeah. We're talking about the Snyder Cut. Uh, yeah, we are.
0: Oh, that thing that so, we founded, that spooky castle you... that one time?
1: <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk New about... news from Snyder Castle. Yeah. So, the Snyder Cut is streaming. It is announced March 18th uh, on HBO Max. Um, and it's also been announced that, like, a lot of... People outside the States were like, hey, what? like, like always, do you want me to steal it? Because I will. Wouldn't be my first time
0: stealing the Snyder Cut.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) It has been announced, at least in Canada, that uh, it's going to be on Crave and it will be coming out the same day. So March 18th, which is a Thursday. Always the best time to put out a four hour movie.
1: Yeah. We're uh we're already working on our plans on how to deal with that inevitability. Mm. I mean I'm just gonna take Friday off. It sucks a lot of booze. Yeah I we, yes no we we have to take Friday off fair enough I gotta I gotta plan ahead I on have, that. We got a, we got a month and a half. I got a date with HR bamboo baby. <laughs> My own paid time I must take this sucks. <laughs> I understand but it's that's not all. But it's not all. The Snyder Cut is not not only upon us. We could previously. I'm hungry for this movie. That
0: you're hungry I'm for it. Hungry. Oh, how hungry are you? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty hungry. I I could I could eat a few courses over it. Yeah, I think so. What if they came in a box? Well, I mean, meaning what kind of box?
2: Uh, what's in the box?
0: What if it was a mother box? Mother. F- What can you tell us about the mother box? It's a Martha a Martha box. Why did you say that box? I have a s-
1: <laughs> I have a story to tell you about this mother box. It's a story, and I I will start at the beginning. Uh, Warner Brothers plus HBO Max is uh, they have love. a lot to t- 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 equals love equals love from Granny Goodness to you. Um, Thank you, Ed Asner.
2: My little
0: ginger snap.
1: Yes, uh, thank you, thank you, Ed Asner, for a lot of things. He's wonderful. So, Warner Brothers wanted to, at one point, launch a DC themed restaurant in New York City, in Manhattan. And eventually, that didn't quite turn out. And I think COVID happened and it's very complicated, but they turned it into something called Park Row. And let me tell you, Park Row has a plan for the Snyder Cut. Where instead of being a, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna send you a meal in a box, which is very it's trendy a meal in a box. They send <laughs> they send you ingredients. Yes, they send you ingredients. You put them together. You put it together, and uh, you know, it, it's a meal in a box, and it's uh, Justice League Snyder cut, Snyder cut Justice League, whatever we're calling this mm-hmm. thing, oriented. As they call it, it's an immersive, multi meal experience. You're gonna f***
2: these pork chops. Exactly. You are. What am I touching? What's going on? <laughs> Is this legal? These are witches' eyes. <laughs> Don't open your eyes. They're not gummy worms and... the grapes. <laughs> we
1: just... We just shifted it into Hocus Pocus or something. <laughs> um... In, anyway, inspired by fan-favorite movies and shows to be enjoyed in homes across the U.S. and U.K. And guess what? That spares Canada, so we're safe. Thank God.
0: I mean, Thank I, God. mean I would not have paid for this because it's like $200. Insane. But
2: I like the idea. It's like, hello, all new, 52, fresh. Hmm.
0: There, there's a it's cute there's a local business that was doing that is actually uh, I think they're doing something very similar and they they started one like you know a year ago before uh, everything had to shut down that I went to that was all based around uh, the Grand Budapest hotel and so they would have servers come out and bring you stuff at certain points in the film uh, really? and it was yeah yeah oh. where, where was this? This was at the Finlandia. I didn't know that. It was. It was. I love that movie. For dessert, it was. uh, It was. I'm going to beat your candy ass. Uh, It's got Willem Dafoe. He's great. You know. Yeah. But you know there there is precedent for this thing. Again, two hundred dollars for for a meal in a box that you make yourself Mm -hmm. that you eat over the course of watching the the Snyder Cut. Boy, I hope I choke on one of these many meals. So, uh, let me
1: tell you the ingredients. I have an ingredients list of the damned. <laughs> the first one is called Ocean Trench, which is Icelandic cod and chips with a certain sauce based on the trench, which I'm pretty sure are disgusting sea creatures. <laughs> That's fun. The second so ingredient, big, big Belly Burger which is the DC Universe equivalent of uh, McDonald's. I see. So, you know, you're getting then, then everything else is a secret to be discovered. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Excellent. Like, there are other courses. The, it's a multi-course meal. The other courses are like they don't tell you what it is for sure. There Here's is a bag of Lay's
2: potato chips and a bag of Frito-Lay's yes. potato chips. There's one
1: there's a course called Resurrection, which is literally Back
2: up in your ass with the resurrection. You don't know what it
1: is. But it's ins- it's inspired by the cornfields of Smallville, which means it is Diet Dr. Pepper baby. <laughs> it's anything made of corn. There's a course called Ancient Themysciran Fire, and you don't know what it is, but it might just be Setting. It's a
0: shot of fireball and some hot Cheetos. Uh. <laughs> but specifically, unsold Wonder
1: Woman 84 branded bags of Cheetos with the cheetah on it.
2: Yeah, they just that's what this whole thing is it's just like unsold merchandise yeah. from all the movie
1: releases. Yeah, exactly. And literally, the next course is called
2: Snacks
1: and Extras. And it's just like, I don't know. Snacks and extras. Whatever we find around You're just the office. Get yeah. Whatever DC branded food food product exists around the office that we need to get rid well, of. Well, when they
0: say extras, they mean all of the background <laughs> characters who are secretly superheroes, but you know, you'll never know. Oh, yeah.
1: everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. A bloody Jimmy Olsen steak.
1: The guy, the guy in the uh, the wheelchair in Batman v Superman, who is I don't know, Metallo, sure. sure, whatever. And and most importantly, these are the things that are gonna get you through this experience. You get two beers, Cold brow, cool brow, cool brow, K O U L brow. You get two beers, and you're gonna need them. And you also get a Jitters coffee in a can. Which you're probably also going to need when you're 45 minutes into this movie and need to keep yourself awake.
0: But they come in a cool box. And they come in a box! A mother box! It's made of cardboard. (laughs) Assumedly.
1: Assumedly. It definitely does. Welcome to
2: the warm-up. Okay, welcome to the warm up. Okay, we're going to maybe we're just going to do this regularly. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to talk done. about w- uh, WandaVision. Division. We're going to keep talking about it on warm-ups occasionally as uh, episodes come out. Right at this moment, what episode 4 just came out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And w- episode 4 was kind of a pivotal one. Up to 3, everything has taken place within whatever this world is that they're in in the sitcom world. And then finally in episode four, we're seeing like Monica Rambeau outside, got ejected outside of that. And we've got a little bit more of an outside view now of what's going on with S.W.O.R.D. and Westview. And, right. and I, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed
0: because really? because I wanted to see another episode of a sitcom.
2: <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and like
0: there were sitcom-y sort of moments in that Uh you know, well, there's it's,
2: it's still going to be another one. The
0: next one yeah. looks like it's the '90s. Well, I thought they were going to do like a like a '80s Family Ties sort of
2: thing. you are doing in the '80s, maybe. They're doing yeah, the '80s.
1: Definitely Family
0: Ties.
2: Yeah, I did see one where it's uh, like a pre- some just a snippet of a preview, and it's. Um, we're not. We're not talking about in,
0: that, though. We're talking about reviews.
2: <laughs> so she's sitting in a, um, a chair. She's got basically plaid on so i'm like oh okay you're going for the night yeah. thing yeah oh yeah
1: you had one shot from the trailer where like you had like two they're nodding at like listen you have an olsen and you have twins you're going to nod at that <laughs> yeah. let's be real i guess yeah you yeah, need
2: to fair. do that, yeah. okay so what happened yeah. in this that's some um, worthy of note here
0: uh well we got to see the blip happen uh, yeah, we we, yeah. Actually, we sort of we seen it from afar. We saw clips of it in uh, in Far From Home, uh, but we we saw like a, a serious, scary version of oh, everybody's back and like stuff is crazy.
2: And the fact and uh, like yeah. the actual moment when they return. And so Monica was Rambo, who was in Captain Marvel as a small. It was kid. so
0: distracting to keep hearing people saying, "Where's Rambo." I know. I was. I actually wrote that in my notes. (laughs) You gotta start calling her Monica.
1: Still, Lumpop said, like,
2: hey, I'm playing a different character in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Leave me out of this. Come on. Maybe it's because we're Canadian and we can read French in
0: like, and we say Rambo.
2: Rambo. I don't know. Like we don't say it, but but everyone's like, oh, it's Rambo. And I'm like, oh, that just sounds yeah. weird.
1: like Remy 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 Labo Labo. Oh, oh yeah, you mean yeah. Ra- X You mean Man Remy name? Labo?
0: You need Labo. How dare you? Exactly. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And they can get it right when they say Labo, but why not Rambo? It's the same letters. It's Bo. Rambo Rambo. That's to true. to qu- to quote uh, any sublime song ever, Bo. <laughs> But it's a, it's
1: a good point though cuz like that that scene itself that one scene in the hospital sort of sold the actual ramifications of the blip as it was. Like Spider-Man played it for last because you're doing a Spider-Man movie and just let, let's just let this be a Spider-Man movie without having to make this a weird depressing mm-hmm. thing. Yep. But this is like you know, people disappearing is traumatic, but people reappearing is also weirdly traumatic. At, did you a, also in a, notice in the opposite way
2: at the moment that Monica returns from the blip there's like she reforms like everybody was they were yeah. like reforming coming back into their form and then it, it there was sound that came along with it and it was actually dialogue from Captain Marvel mm-hmm. that you heard.
1: Oh! If you listen really
2: that. you listen really carefully there's like little bits of dialogue it's Captain Marvel talking. Uh, and then she returns and she thinks nothing, no time has passed. And she's in the hospital and her mother was, had cancer and it's like been five years. And she suddenly is like, where's my mom? And she passed away three years ago, sort of thing. But then she returns to sword, uh, returns to duty. They send her out on this mission to discover like a, a missing person case. And then we get introduced to, uh, Jimmy Woo. He figured out that magic trick. Yeah, I know. I have to say, like, I watched a bunch of of, of like YouTube videos like breaking this stuff yeah. down. Um and I will give a shout out to Screen Crush. I've been watching a lot of his. Yeah. They are very yeah. well done. Um, they Keep showed me where your mom is. Like, full analyses. Yeah, like, full analyses. Show me yeah. where your mom is. He's very good. He's very complete. What? But the idea of him like actually doing a magic trick to Wanda later on would actually be a pretty good idea. like do that card trick that Scott yeah. Lang showed me. It's an offhanded, like,
1: joke in in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it's, like, literally, like, oh, magic in a Wanda, like, a Scarlet Witch show. Like, Jesus Christ.
0: I want want to see him do that in the next Doctor Strange movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. to Wanda
1: and Doctor Strange be like, huh? And they're just like, how'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs)
2: he just makes everything disappear makes his pants disappear. it's not
1: real magic it's it's it's, you know they don't necessarily dr strange doesn't know that kind of magic why would he
0: uh what else so we're introduced to other characters uh we see what sort of happens to to monica how she gets sucked in yeah to this reality
2: she got too close to the field and the edge of the field actually looks like a a TV mm-hmm. screen, like an old fifties or sixties TV screen, like the CRT,
1: the CRT. If you like look at it real close, yeah. which you yeah, did, probably, yeah.
2: yeah, we Pro- all did. Prob-
1: probably safe to do as a child. You yeah, got sure. a
0: little bit of static electricity on you. You're fine. Yeah,
2: you encourage everybody to do that. But yeah, she gets sucked in, and then like everybody was watching it and, that, and also introduced, uh, reintroduced was Cat Dennings' character, Darcy Lewis, who's now Doctor mm-hmm. Darcy Lewis. She has graduated,
0: um, oh, yeah.
2: which was actually kind of cool. Like, I, I know a lot of people hated on that character. I, I quite liked that. Character. Really? I saw a bit she's of. She's lovely. Tons. I, I think she's great. I think she's a kind of a breath of fresh air. So
1: the we were. I it's a it with, uh, I watched it with my wife. I watched with my wife. My wife. My wife. And uh, she was immediately like. Dar- Darcy and Jimmy like them watching TV together basically and like picking up on like the things they notice about TV. They're she's just like, "Oh, they should get married." They're just like, "Well,
0: I, I don't know yeah, if they should I get married, so, right? But they should at least like date." They,
1: they should, should date.
0: Do what makes them I feel like, happy.
1: I I feel like they they both have a personality where people underestimate them, but actually they're actually very competent in their mm-hmm. own ways, and I feel like, you know, she's got a point there. It was lovely. Uh, they uh, they were they watched one division and shared their theories with each other while sitting there eating chips. And you know what? It was wonderful. It was. I think we can all appreciate that.
0: Marvel is uh, finally making okay. reaction videos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like they broke every like broke everything down from the flip side. Yeah. here's the opposite side. Sending in the drone. And that we, was. We, the got an that the we got an answer on the drone. We got an answer
0: on the the beekeeper guy. Uh, yeah, and we were way off. But I I I uh, I like yeah. to read
1: too much into things. But the the drone she sent in was like blue and red and gold. Captain like, Marvel you know, colors. Yep. Captain Marvel colors, and it landed in there in the past. Being, like, very Iron Man color. So guess what, Tony? You're old news. I don't uh, know. I'm just being silly. That
2: that agent that went in that be- was in a hazmat suit and it right. became the B suit, his name is yeah. Agent Franklin. Uh,
0: I think, we're, I think so. we're reading
2: too much on that one. I, think, I, I saw I that one too and, and on. I was like, no, come on. Although, okay, so I did watch another one. Yeah. This is actually Chris on Comic yeah. Tropes. Um, and he broke down. Ah, we love comic tropes. I love comic tropes. If you've not watched that, if you're not, if you're a comic fan and you haven't found comic tropes on YouTube, do yourself a favor and go find that stuff. Always great. But he did break it down. But he wasn't breaking it down from like an MCU standpoint. He was breaking it down more from a comic side. He was like, I'm not going to talk about the movie stuff because there's a lot of people that do this. He knows much more about comics, so he broke it down. That one thing that he pointed out that I don't think anybody caught was. During, I think it was like episode two, maybe even one. um, They're pouring a bottle of wine and it's Maison de Mépris, which translated is House of M. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting?
1: I'm just saying there was a Bova reference. Like you said last episode, there was a Bova reference in in the opening credits of this fake thing. Like they're digging deep on this stuff. They are digging deep. And they're not necessarily going to do it literally, but they're, like, they are digging into the comic booky depths of these characters to inspire, like, where they're heading. And it might not be the same way, but it might be touched on, though. Yeah. It's,
2: it's very cool. And somebody else pointed out that in the, the special thanks to, at the end, like, they always give a special thanks to who were the creators that kind of helped inspire this storyline or whatever. And part of it was, like, Bendis... And uh, Oliver koppel, and who were like that was that was House of X yeah. storyline. So and disassembled. Who knows yes. how they they might yeah just like who they might be just taking a snippet from it and not going headlong into it. But who knows?
1: Going off of that, the main thing I have to say is like sword as a concept. Like generally, we're used to it being a spacefaring kind of a thing. Yeah, like they've totally and sword, retweaked like it. Yeah, but they've retweaked it in. But canon. it's called literally sentient. Yeah. Yes. But it's it's sentient weapon is the SW, a sentient weapon and they were basically observing sentient weapons and trying to conflict against them. What would be the biggest sentient weapon that the government would consider going forward but mutants.
2: Well, yeah, I think that's the point. Is that they're they're going after hundred uh, percent, like hundred. It's all superhuman, and and,
1: and, you, and you're using Scarlet Witch to m- potentially introduce mutants, maybe like maybe well, like going about that, in like sentient in weapon way.
2: can be anything. That could be any superhuman, for no, sure. I mean, yeah. if you're trying to introduce mutants to the MCU,
1: that's true. I'm just saying, if you uh, if you were to look to like the government doing the government's thing and look at at the worst way it could be introduced and like could most get corrupted. As it has in the MCU, mutants would be a good way to this would be a good way to introduce mutants in my yeah. opinion.
2: With the twins being born and they're heading down that yes. direction, I just want to see Master Pandemonium wearing Tommy and Billy as gloves. That's all. <laughs> that's I, definitely that's a good idea. The villain putting on the kid gloves, that's all I want to see.
0: <laughs> That'd be uh, fun. Super fun. Uh, I think going forward, uh, what I would like to see at least is keeping the, uh, the outside the bubble and inside the bubble stuff as separate as possible. You know, like the, the next yeah. couple episodes go back to the sitcom format and then, you know, in three or four weeks time, do another one that's outside the bubble and then have them sort of converge at one point. But
2: you don't yeah. want to do a bunch
0: of jumping back and forth. I can see them like
2: yeah. hopping back and forth. Like I can see them doing like one episode here, yeah. than one episode yeah. there. Because
0: I mean, there's only and, so many yeah. decades, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think for eras of sitcoms, it makes a lot of sense because you have like like 50s, 60s, 70s. You have yeah. a break, sort of being like, "Oh, here's our world," and then you have 80s, 90s, 2000s, and you have like, "Oh," sh-. and then you could have like whatever episode or two is left, yeah, being a where big everything finale. sort of
0: breaks down and the the inside and outside sort of come together and. Class, and yeah. the the yep. pers- the, uh, the aspect ratio just doesn't know what to do, and it's going crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think yeah. that's super fun. Yeah. I love that, that yeah. they're actually totally. like, playing with that. Oh, that,
1: right. that shift in in episode the third episode was real neat, like, just showing that. And also the fact that, like, you know, you, you may escape to this world to avoid dealing with uh, your trauma in a way. And your scary death Whether boyfriend. or not you're in, in, in control of that yeah who so your scary dead boyfriend who who frankly like he's shown some uh you know he's shown some some awareness of the world that he's in on his own removed from any other influence it seems like he's breaking yeah. through it himself, but it's the vision so like even if you're like reanimating the vision's dead body, if you're like reanimating the hard drive or what have yeah. you in there. Is is that not? Does that not mean he's alive in a sense?
2: Well, that's the idea. Like, okay, they did do that scare thing of like, oh my god, it's dead vision. Is that yeah. people are like, oh, there he's she's got his dead body animated around, and all yeah. these all the neighbors can see it, but they they're affected too, so they just do her will. Um, is she? But is, it, if it, if his mind speaking, is powered though, but is the vision speaking really? Is that her conscious slowly? figuring out what's going on or here like a lot of people were saying that that oh it's animated dead vision i'm like or is that just a flash of like this is what he used to be sort of thing like it could be just a nod it could it could be i i think it's a combination i
0: think he's he's quasi alive like bry said um he probably still does look like that and what is you know the the normal vision that we're seeing through most of the episodes is, is, you know, a, a charm that she's put in place. But I think he's all jacked up still. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, like his body mm-hmm. is dead, but his mind, his mind is like, she's powering it instead of the, the mind gem. Yeah, exactly. Is my thought. It's like, so he's not really dead. Like, he, she's brought him to life in a sense, but it's not really being alive. So he's mm-hmm. fighting back against it.
2: Yeah. Something that several people pointed out that I didn't, it didn't even occur to me as I was watching it. Was that he's used super speed several times. He doesn't have super yeah. speed. That's Quicksilver. No. So, okay, she imbued him with a bit of that because of brother thing. Like, who knows? But doesn't he kind of... You know, here's, my, my, here's my new theory. I My new theory, we had talked about Mephisto being... There, and maybe he, in the long run, might play a part in it. I think this is nightmare. And this is playing into... Uh, Doctor Strange, the the yeah Doctor Strange multiverse of madness where I'm pretty sure Nightmare is going to be the main villain in that, and they're all asleep, and he's manipulating her in order to, like utilize her power or do whatever. But Agnes Agatha Harkness has jumped in there, and possibly somebody else because there's um only when they had at the end where they're like oh we're figuring out who every. Yeah. Uh, like there, there were two that they hadn't is. figured out. Yeah. Agatha hasn't been figured out, and what's her name? Dottie, the blonde the Queen kind bee of like sort of character. head bee yeah. woman. The Queen bee. Yeah, exactly. Which um, it was revealed that the woman who's actually, the actress who's playing Dottie is actually had to get the okay from Kevin Feige in order to play that.
1: So she's, oh, she's uh, it's Emma Caulfield. She played Anya on Buffy.
2: There you go. But yeah, She had to get the okay, so obviously she's not a momentary blip of a character and then gone. There yeah. m- there might be a long yeah. play here. Yep. I don't know. Who knows? That's cool. I, I like her. I- I'm a fan. My call is that Doctor Strange is going to show up in this series. Hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: tune in in two weeks' time when we go over the next two episodes. Uh, next week we won't do that because that's not how we record. So there. <laughs>
2: Enter company crossovers. What's your your favorite? Which one's your favorite? There's uh, the DC and Marvel has crossed over. They've crossed over tons of times. Dark Horse, Image. I promise,
0: I promise that I'm not going to talk about Archie Meets the Punisher.
2: Oh! Okay. Because,
0: what? One of you guys is going to talk about Archie Meets the Punisher, right? Nope. I actually avoided
1: it for the same reason that I thought it would be expected. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) we've talked about it.
0: We've talked about Archie Meets the Punisher. We have When I looked up crossovers, I looked up the the crossover tag on uh, ZeroIssues.com, where you can get every single episode of Zero Issues. Even the bad ones. Uh that was, there first, was like a picture. The first 200
2: episodes.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, look, that's that's a matter for the 100. courts. Uh, no. But the one that I want to talk about <laughs> as a good one is uh, a Spider-Man Batman crossover called Disordered Minds. Oh,
2: and that's the one, I it's one know. of the ones I that I think
0: is the good, is a good one because it's like the second or third time Spider-Man and Batman have crossed over. They fight Carnage and the Joker Ooh, I've read but that. But it's... And in my head, I thought John Romita Jr. drew it, but I was completely off. Was it Bagley? I think so.
1: But, like, yeah. I, I
0: just pictured, like, the, I the way Romita tends to draw Spider-Man with, like, the, the black costume. Like, the, the red and black. Yeah. Which, I love that. I right. love that. Um, it's But great. the thing that I really like about this book is the sort of familiarity that Spider-Man and Batman have with each other. It's like... You know, right. Spider-Man shows up and Batman's like, what are you doing in my city? Like, well, I'm just here to help. And, you know, with one of my guys is over <laughs> here. And what are you doing in my city? Like,
2: all right. I will kill you. <laughs> I can take Superman down. I can take
0: yeah, you it's, down. It's the very...
1: Listen, listen, you've got New York that's like kind of, you know, you're going to have an okay time there. I have like <laughs> in New York. You stay in your New York
2: <laughs> with you. He's like, you know what? You may be more of a symbol of hope than Superman, but I'll still take you down. <laughs> <laughs> See last week's episode for See that. See last week's episode. It yeah. is fair. But yeah,
0: that's, that. you know, I don't have a lot to say about it, but... Uh,
2: I don't know that. I, I, and as I was doing research for this, I'm like, there are so many crossovers yeah, that I've never even it's, heard of. They
0: fight Carnage
2: and the Joker. Because they're like yeah. the
0: same guy. I read it. And it's just, it's just they, funny. They both kill people. It's very funny that it's just like Spider-Man's like, all right, I'm here to help. He's like, f*** off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> I guess I'm, you know what? I'm going to help anyway. That's
2: great. F*** off. <laughs> Batarang to the head. <laughs> because
0: if they were the same company, that is exactly how Batman would treat Spider-Man. Yeah. And That's also, fair. I love the crossovers where they don't acknowledge that these are two different universes. Like yeah. the like yes. the Hellboy Batman Starman one, where like Hellboy just shows up in Gotham and Batman's like, oh yeah, you're Hellboy, I heard of you. Like yeah, I heard of you too. And that's yeah, Merc is holding it right now. That's it. That is Ooh. it. That's I neat. just like la- I I like those a lot. Like yeah. the like the yeah. Batman Ninja Turtles movie. There, there's as opposed to the book where they were that... in different universe. In
2: the movie, that is it's an just, excellent yeah. uh, example. Same nice. one. one
1: done really well. If you're doing a one-off crossover, that's the best way to do it. Like My choice is um, a very obvious one, but not for me because I could have chosen a Ninja Turtles crossover. I could have e- very easily done that, but I didn't. But it was the the classic 1980 whatever X-Men and Teen Titans.
2: Oh, mine too! That's my choice as well. Oh, Okay, uh, let's it's, team up! It's let's so team up! Uh, across total.
1: universes! Woo! <laughs>
2: That you know what, like a lot of them are like weird one offs and they're awkward, but that one, yeah, is such a solidly done book. And I and that was at a time yes. I remember getting that when it came out, and going like, yeah, what the hell? This is amazing. This never happens. What? And it was just it was such a joy to see that and and done so well.
1: What's wonderful about it is that like like it's written by Chris Claremont. And it's it's drawn by uh, Walter Simonson at the height of his powers, exactly. And it's like, but it's, it like if if you're, an, it's written from that that perspective because it's like they're both like you know X Men adjacent, like they're on X book stuff, and it's like yeah, man, like it has that respect, like literally everything that happened in that book is a very worthy coda, basically, like a like a you know. Send off to everything introduced by like the Dark Phoenix saga and everything from that era. Like it feels like it fits.
2: Yeah, but the Teen Titans are there. It just slides in and it's not like this weird blip of a thing that nobody will ever talk about again. And it it, it's like it could be here's a storyline that was an annual that happened and then they reference it later. They don't reference it later, but it feels like they could have. Absolutely. And and like you you said, like with Walt Simonson drawing it. That was such an artistically solid piece that it was, like, a lot of them that I've seen, they're like, oh, they're really, they're not well done. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like one, Yeah, it looks See really Justice good. League
0: Avengers.
2: Oh, let's talk about that. Let's not. Oh,
1: oh boy. All, all, all say, all say. Left about uh, X Men and T Titans is like if, if you you want to give Cyclops closure about his uh, the love of his life dying, it would be shooting the Phoenix Force like a <laughs> f-ing optic blast at Dark Side, and that's like what sets off. Like my God, that's still one of the best comic scenes like ever. As far as
2: I'm concerned, it's so good. Continue, continue. I you know what I we had the best and then we all picked worst and yeah. I I did make a list of like in between ones and Avengers Justice League was in between because it had been so pumped yeah. up but I, it was really overall I don't it's, want to say it it's a got a couple down. cool
0: scenes it's got like Superman holding Cap's shield and Mjolnir Yeah
2: but that it's got everything you expected to happen and that's it it just seemed like yeah. all right yeah Here's your, you hit this beat, then hit this beat, then hit that beat. And I was like, all right. Did anybody really put a lot of thought into this? Not really.
1: Didn't like, wasn't like uh, Black Canary into Hawkeye instead of uh, Green Arrow or something? Yeah, or that's just right. into Arrow guys. She just loves Arrow guys. But it's like, those are not the same dude. <laughs> no. I mean, they both suck. Uh, like, that, it, it made it very shallow. It's like, I thought you were into a specific personality type, but it's like, no, uh, not the
2: same guy. No. It was weird. There were all, I, as I was doing research for this, I was like, man, there are, Batman has crossed over with everybody.
0: Yeah. Everyone.
2: Everybody, like. Because everyone
0: thinks they can write a good Batman story.
2: Yeah, exactly. everybody was like, I want to write a Batman story. Spawn, Punisher, Captain America, which I didn't... I've, and a bunch of these I have never seen. Uh, mm. Daredevil, Alien, Hellboy. Um, there's a Superman Predator one, Superman a Terminator one. That's in this... I have this collection that's like Justice League, uh, Dark... Oh, uh, no! DC, DC and Dark Horse crossover. So some of them are okay, but they're not amazing. Uh, <laughs> but it's a fun little... Blip.
0: yeah um what's your worst my my worst uh i'm gonna like all of idw's ones sort of tie <laughs> because, oh yeah like, like what because they don't like well not not counting the uh the ninja turtles uh ghostbusters one which that's kind of fun it's not very good but it's kind of fun it's enjoyable yeah uh, It's enjoyable. but the ones where they have like the x-files and transformers and ninja turtles and gi joe and you think oh this is going to be great but then it's like the characters don't especially cross over very much they're they're all sort of in their self-contained books there's like hints and pieces that like oh we're all dealing with the same sort of thing but it just feels like the bad parts of a crossover event comic you know it feels like it feels like I want to read Onslaught and I'm picking up the cable issues of Onslaught where he fights the Hulk. <laughs> uh, I didn't fair. even
2: think about that until you said that. And then when I f- first got back into collecting comics, that was one of the earlier ones I picked up was G.I. Joe and Transformers uh, by Jay Lee doing the art. Um, Ooh, That one was really good. Right. From what I recall. But, like, that, that, was, that was not IDW, though. No. I don't know who it no. was. I, I have no There, there, who
0: it was, there was later stuff where, like, one of the Transformers, this former Decepticon, like, joined G.I. Joe. And I thought that was cool. But that is not all of the other IDW events. Where it's like, oh, we're going to team no, the Ninja Turtles fair. up with the Lone Gunman. It's like, who cares? They're going to fight that <laughs> vampire who is the the ginger kid from uh, the big green oh no
2: bry what's your what's your worst my worst is
1: uh i'm going to bring up a certain crossover comic from the year 2000 between dc and top cow
2: the year 2000 which is
1: jla witchblade and let me tell you i tried to read this bit take i legitimately tried to read this I was like, what could be the worst? And it's not great. And it like literally is no actual creator because it's trying to ride off of like Grant Morrison's JLA. And you know, like Witchblade by yeah. the creator of Witchblade. I I don't know anything about Witchblade. I have chosen not to commit any of that to memory. What blade? Um Witchblade. So basically <laughs> That's what I'm it's uh I feel yeah, it's it's a it's like a symbiote, but it's a symbiote that has TNA, and that's the symbiote, and it attaches itself to a sexy cop, and that's the show. Um. So anyway, so it, it, basically, Grant Morrison and Howard Porter's GLA sort of was of its. It was a late '90s thing that I feel like it was kind of a bridge. From like the extreme '90s that were just like nonstop horse, yeah, nonstop horse. Let's be real. And those was them trying to be like, hey, let's try to, you know, take take the the stylistic stuff we have going on right now, but try to like recapture the majesty of like these superheroes that actually should mean something. Yep. So you had that happening. And then the immediate crossover that they had in mind was, like, hey, let's just uh, cross over what is supposed to be, like, very classic, very, like, definitive, iconic versions of the Justice League of America with uh, a, a TNA symbiote from the 90s. Like, it was just, it was a weird point in time where it was just sort of, like, the instincts of the medium were just very out of touch where, where it was trying to head. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So you had you had literally like the the you're trying to have like a big seven or big eight of of the Justice League trying to be iconic. You had like the witch Witchblade came across uh, Barbara Gordon Oracle, and at one point you had uh uh Barbara Gordon with the Witchblade, which turned her into a big weird spider. So her bottom half was like a spider monster. But her top half was a TNA Witchblade thing, but with the glasses, uh, and it's it's like Oracle Barbara Garden. Not uh, great. Not good. And then later on, you had like, you know, the whole point was like, uh, the end battle had like a Witchblade Wonder Woman, so it was like very, that era Wonder Woman with Witchblade stuff going on. It was, it's, it's a very unfortunate combination of the worst of the 90s with what certain creators were trying to escape from in that era. And uh, it didn't work, and it sucked, and uh, no one should read it.
2: <laughs> All right. And that is Bry's opinion. Yeah. Uh, here's my choice for worst. What? This is a treasury. E- oh! This is the treasury edition. This is the l- large-scale treasury edition. I-, I had never read this. I hunted for this for quite a while. I, I don't want to say that I paid a lot of money for this, but it was not cheap. Did you pay more than the $2.50 uh, on the cover? I know! I know! <laughs> okay, this is Batman vs. the Incredible Hulk, uh, $2.50 on the cover, which is f- incredible. Um, and it's a beautiful book. I, I do enjoy it. I, I picked it as the worst on a certain level, but it's fun on a certain level. Uh, it's uh, Jose Garcia Lopez, who I love his art. Mm-hmm. It's always really, really Oh, good. he's like the classic, man. He's, like, he for is, sure. He is like the DC guy yeah. that... He's the one that... Of that era, everybody. He, well, he, he made the book that everybody else was like, yeah. this is what they're supposed to look like. Go for it. He's house style. Uh, but, <laughs> at the same time, this is Hulk versus uh, Batman, and you know what I love Batman and you know at certain points he could take down Superman or whatever but the he's just got Batman fighting Hulk hand to hand it's not going to work like it's <laughs> he's dead points, friend he like bear hugs him and he would snap Batman in half and just like weird little things like Hulk suddenly just doesn't know how to do anything and like can't crush it. like ooh I'm suddenly weak like it just there's just too much there's too many nods to that sort of storytelling of, like, oh, it's too... Oh, no, like, Batman will get out of it. Like, no. No, he wouldn't. He's literally going to be snapped like a twig, or have his sack ripped off like a wet paper towel. Or a twig. Um, It's fair. Or a twig. Um, I'm not going to go into it. That's about, like, really... Go go check it out. It's totally worth checking out cuz it is a beautiful looking book. I love treasury editions. I'm a sucker for those. They're super fun. Um, but yeah, not not a super good story. Batman. I'm Batman.
0: I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Timer has begun. I got I have 2 minutes to sell you on this. I hate the idea of the Batfam. I think it's overdone <laughs> among fandom, and it's like, give it a rest. They are not a boy band. Um, yes, sir. But if you're going to do that, and you're going to own that they're a f-ing boy band, you put them up against another famous boy band from another company. That's right. I'm talking about the boys of Summers. Uh, the Summers <laughs> brothers. And also throw, like, Kid Cable in there. So, you know... The yeah. Jo- oh, so, yeah! So, yes. like, the Joker claims diplomatically immunity on utopia because he's totally i'm a mutant i'm definitely a mutant uh so he's on utopia and it's you know uh red hood tries to infiltrate utopia and that just makes everything worse because it's the red hood uh you've got a fun part where like kid cable and damien team up uh and it's you know you got you oh that makes sense you got cyclops you got cable you got uh, havoc and vulcan and maybe throw rachel in there but it's the boys of Summers. Uh, and they've, they've all sort of got their, like, Batman and Cyclops, sort of similar. Damien and Cable, they got their thing. Uh, J- Jason and Vulcan, because they're dicks and no one likes them. And uh, Dick Grayson and Havoc are also there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's I like it. my pitch. I enjoy nice. that.
2: I like it. Great. I like it.
0: I would I would do a mic drop, but I don't want to ruin another mic. See the hour before we recorded.
2: Yes. That's
1: true. Uh so mine is a very basic uh idea. It is Transformers versus Godzilla. I like that. And uh, both both are not strictly comic properties, but both have strong connections to comics and have for decades.
0: Both were previously um, with so Marvel, you know, now are with IDW.
1: Exactly right. Exactly. So it's you could just easy mix
2: uh, Shogun Warriors in there, and it would be complete.
1: Ooh, that'd rule. But you know, you have.
2: Oh, out of okay,
1: hand. Uh, we we'll, know we'll you got you got Megatron. We'll for sure. And, and the, the, the plot doesn't have to be that difficult because you have all of the, they're all exist on planet Earth. Megatron realizes he can maybe communicate to King Gidra in, uh, in Sonic form using, uh, the, maybe the abilities of uh, his, his dear friend Starscream, who, Starscream, who must always be trusted. <laughs> and, uh, Godzilla, of course, would team up with, uh, with the Autobots. And they would, you know, like, uh, you know, Megatron is trying to use uh, King Gedra and Rodan and whatnot in order to expand his uh, dominance. And he's trying to conquer Earth. And, uh, you know, they have to team up. They can't quite communicate, but they can communicate through the power of being big things that punch other big things. And then all the kids want the toys.
2: (laughs) I want the toys. And that's their power.
0: (laughs) I do. I want the toys. I like it. And that's the whole crossover. And now Merck says his.
2: All right. And now um, what
0: we've all been waiting for without further ado and further padding. Here it comes. That's right. You know it. It's Merck's thing. Go ahead, Merck.
2: He's just drinking. So I wanted to take it a different direction in that that it's not like major characters that do this. I love it when they take stories that are just the minor characters and sometimes the sh** characters, I want the sh** characters to cross over. So, and specifically, I want sh- like C or D list villains to cross over. So it's like uh mirror master somehow figures like a way through the mirror for a bunch of them to pass over into the other universe. And it's like Mirror Master and like Trickster, Captain Cold, Killer Moth, Calendar Man, that level. And it could be a bunch more like that level of villain that are goofy and they don't know what they're doing, but, and they get to a a completely other universe and what do they want to do? They want to do a heist. Like they go to another universe to steal money, something dumb like that. Uh, But they get to the other universe, to the Marvel universe, and they want to team up with whoever's there. And they're teaming up with like Stilt Man and the Beetle, the Enforcers, uh, Owl, like just horrible villains. Ve- at least, so but they all try to get together. Where oh, we could do this together, and 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 we could be rich, sort of thing. And I had two ways to take this. I was like trying to figure out the best heroes to deal with this, and I wanted really crappy heroes as well originally i was thinking like stone boy or something like from the substitute (laughs) legion of superheroes or nfl boy nfl super pro or something like that but then i was like you know what no i want matt fractions hawkeye to deal with oh and it's in that certain tone where they break into this universe and he's like What the hell's going on? And so he's got to deal with them uh, in his own way. And there might be a couple of bonus ones in there. Like you just suddenly have like just a cameo of the turtles and a cameo of Invincible. Like just out of nowhere. They just pop in for a second and out. Just for fun's sake. That works. And that's my pick. That works. Nice. I like it. All right.
0: And now we get the heck out of here. Guys, let's get the heck out of here. All right, so Merc introduced us. I'm going to say bye for us. I'm Kyle. On my left is Merc. You can check him out at Mercasylum.com or Merckanaut, like Astronaut, on Instagram or mercasylum on Facebook. Uh, to my right is Bry Kodic. You can check out his webcomic, Welcome to Hereafter, at welcometohereafter.com or by googling Bry Kodic. It's spelled the exact way it sounds. Uh, and I, of course... <laughs> probably, there
1: might be a new page. There might be a new page, actually. There might be week. a new page.
0: You should there find out. You, you, the only way to find out is if you go to his website, welcome to hereafter.com and check it out. Uh, and I, of course, am Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out at thekylelees.com That's really my storefront. Or thekylelees on Facebook. Or the Kyle Lees shop on Instagram. With that out of the way... Let's get the hell out of here, gentlemen, because this episode took us three hours to do.
2: (laughs) Show me on the doll where they touched you, Kyle. Show me on the doll. Ah!